My darling girl, when are you going to understand that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? I'd rather denote a lack of courage. You've just entered the cool friend hour. <laughs> And welcome to True Crime Tuesday on the Goofrun Hour. <laughs> I'm your host, Rachel Faust. Let's get weird. Yes. Or <laughs> eating a drink as that happened. I was like, oh. it's totally fine. Totally fine. It, <laughs> honestly, I feel like it adds a little pizzazz, a little spice yeah. to our intro. So it's not the same thing every time. Exactly. It's just a little we almost fun. caught a true crime Rachel choking to death on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking a drink and trying not to laugh at the same time. <laughs> um, so go ahead, Rachel. Tell us what our topic is today on True Crime Tuesdays with Rachel. True Crime Tuesday. Um, first off, do you have any Halloween decorations up yet? No. All of my people. All right. I'm literally slacking so hard. And like I said to Matt the other day, is like I made the step of buying um some Lamax spooky town pieces for my village. Mm. Um, but I've been like really delayed. And I don't know if it's just because the stores are really lackluster this year. I'm kind mm. of like I don't it's it's a bummer. Like I'm feeling this the spirit vibe and I'm feeling all the Halloween spirit, but like it just the, it's not matching like i'm going in the store like, yeah subtle things out right now like just yeah. you know, here and there it's starting to starting to creep out but i don't know how much longer it's gonna gonna be able to hold me and honestly to all of our listeners if you live in an area that starts halloween early i just want you to know that i hate you <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but uh, i am very salty about the fact that i see all these people on tiktok and like youtube and have all reels cool things and I'm like, there are cool things. Lowe's was, Lowe's was pretty uh, great the other day when I went. They had all their things, and that they had looked good. This giant scarecrow, and like, he was so cool. It's just the giant things scare me because I had a giant. Um, he was like a skeleton scarecrow pumpkin guy from Home Depot, and he oh, fell yeah. one time last year, and we just we couldn't get him back. So it's just like until no. make him a little more sturdy. Like, I'm not spending $400 on a giant creature anymore. So it was broke? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That would make me so upset. Yeah. They're all plastic. So it's just the pieces just it, the storm, a storm hit and he just fell and all the pieces cracked and then he lived in my backyard for a little bit. So then we unfortunately had to let him go because we just tried our best to put him back together and he wasn't the same. So that was honestly the saddest Halloween story I think I've ever heard. Like yeah. a Halloween decor casualty just like makes so my cool. heart shrivel up. It was so cool. I feel right. like honestly, okay, so if we ever get sponsored, um Lowe's or Home Depot or any of these places where we get all of our Halloween treats, I will not be sponsored by you until you come out with a solid warranty for that f- how many feet is it? He's like 12 feet tall. 12 foot tall Halloween You just need to make him a little more sturdy. A little more sturdy. And if you don't, a good warranty yes. that covers everything. Will replace bones. It better it better cover fibulas, tibulas, fistulas. I don't even think that's the thing. I think fistulas are something that like grow on your butt. But either way, we're going <laughs> to. 
That's a hemorrhoid. Oh my gosh. My healthcare background is not showing right now. Good Lord. Anyways, we're going to move on from the ass wounds and onto something. My poll for today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're diving into the chilling case of Tyler Hadley and the events that unfolded during the house party that shocked his community. It's pretty crazy. This one is a wild one. It's it definitely is. So in the summer of 2011, the town of Port, Port oh my God, Port St. Lucie was about to be forever marked by an, ima- an unimaginable crime. Oh my God, I am losing it. Oh, uh, that's all right. I just dropped my microphone on my chin. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get it out. All right. So 17 year old Tyler Hadley seemed to be an average teenager, um, but he had been harboring a dark secret that was about to be revealed to everyone in that community. So he was known for his charismatic personality, his ability to connect with each other or with others, but beneath the surface, a growing sense of isolation and instability was brewing. Friends and family would later recount that his behavior had taken a disturbing turn and there were signs of drug abuse and general like detachment from his usual circles of friends. And he had a history of a uh, criminal behavior. He yeah. was He was in trouble with the law. Yeah, so it's not not surprising what had happened. Um, so days turned into weeks and Tyler's troubles deepened. He had been suspended from school. His drug use was becoming increasingly problematic. Um, those close to him noticed that his mental state was deteriorating. He was once joyful, replaced by, you know, him, him just seeming very unsettling. And like when you see the pictures of him, like he just has those like dead eyes, like... I call them shark eyes. Like anytime I see somebody that has like those, like they're just like dark and scary. Like there's nothing behind them. And like when I see them, I'm like, oh, I don't like you. Like we can't, you're scared. You're probably a narcissist or a psychopath. Like it's a look. When you see it, you'll always recognize it. It's scary. Yeah. So the night of July 16th, 2011 came, Tyler Hadley threw a house party that would soon be the talk of the town for all their own reasons. Um, What none of the party goers knew that just hours before the festivities, Tyler had brutally murdered his parents, Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, with a hammer. So the timeline of kind of events, 8 a.m., the party starts. His friends start arriving, unaware of the things that had happened, you know, lively music, you know, all the friends were having such a great time. Um, So during the party, party goers report that Tyler had, you know, been in high spirits, mingling among the guests, acting, you know, as the gracious host. Um, Some of his friends later recalled that they had shared that it was unsettling um, because he had been acting so weird before, but then he was back to his normal self at this party. So during the night, his behavior became increasingly erratic. He began to confide in a few friends, revealing the shocking truth that he had claimed to kill his parents with a hammer earlier that day. So a sense of unease had spread among the party goers. Some individuals were uncertain if they like believed his confession or not. Um, So, I mean, that's a weird thing to say and it not be true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So by like 11, 1130, like people are starting to get weirded out by this rumor going around the party. So some of them are starting to leave and feeling very uncomfortable and disturbed by Tyler's chilling revelation. As they exit the house, um, some of the people start to contact law enforcement and report, you know, what he had said. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
So I, I just can't imagine being a part of me like, what just happened? I think we need to uh, call the cops. Yeah, I mean, like, when you think back to, like, some of your high school parties that you attended, like, you're going, you're just like, okay, I'm just trying to, like, hit the keg, maybe dance, like, hang out with my friends. And, like, if somebody straight up was like, yeah, before you guys came here, I just, like, murdered my parents, I would be like, um, I'm gonna go out to the garage, and I'm gonna go grab a drink, and then leave really fast, and call 911 in the process. Like, that's, ugh. So by 12 a.m., law enforcement arrives to the Hadley residence in response to an anonymous tip. Uh, Upon entering the room or the home, they had discovered the lifeless bodies of Tyler's parents upstairs in his bedroom. Um, And what like the weirdest part is when they talk about this case is all of the stuff that was piled on top of them. Like it was just contents of the house, chairs, lamps, blankets, just things piled on top of them. Like he was trying to like cover it up in some bizarre that way. Would it be like if if some like risky teenagers just went to go like make love in that bedroom, they wouldn't be like, wow, look at these two giant mounds of like things. Yes. Yes. Like I would be like, um, why are there two lumps like in the mattress mm-hmm. and why is there a bunch of stuff on top? Like I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just because we watch a lot of true crime. Yeah. And so like, they said the but- the scene was very, you know, bloody and brutal. And like, it's just like, what, what happened here? So as investigators worked tirelessly to unravel the truth, the motive behind Tyler's actions was just, you know, inconclusive. Um, why he did this? Was there a strained relationship with the parents? Um, you know, was it the drug abuse or, you know, whatever kind of like mental health issues he was having at the moment? Um, yeah. we really don't know a motive behind it. I just thought it was weird, like reading about it, how like he was during the party, like talking about like he, he made this statement, but was talking about his parents and like present tense. Cause like one of the things like he kept saying to the party goers is like, Hey, like don't trash the house. Don't um mm-hmm. smoke in the house because like my parents aren't going to like the smell of smoke. And like, I'm not trying to get in trouble. And, like, the fact that people, like, trashed the house. They did what they normally do at, like, high school parties. And, like, when he eventually did get questioned by police, he gave them, like, seven different stories as to where his parent, like, his parents were. And I'm like, dude, you just told a whole party of partygoers. Exactly. They just trashed your house. And, like, you were just talking about your parents in present tense. And then all of a sudden, now you killed them before the party. You just told everybody that. And then you're telling the cops that they were in Georgia, they were in Orlando, like, you know what I'm saying? And then he told, like, other guests, oh, my parents moved out of the the house completely, like, the house is just mine. And I'm like, what? There's, like, I don't. Something going on with him. Yeah, and what was even more eerie is that there was a 17-year-old that was attending the party, um, uh oh lord what's his name uh let me see it's like jose arazio arazo arazio and um he made a joke and he said oh he probably killed his parents and like literally did not know like he was just being like a jerk and just was like joking around and yeah and so um that's when he like pulled his friend to the side and was like hey so uh 
I did kill my parents like prior to the party and like I just thought that was crazy I'm like it's just ironic so there's this like eerie selfie that like if you see you're probably oh yeah I've seen that before like just this it's this selfie from the party that you know oh god creepy yes that's really like it just oh here's the here's the picture of like everything that was just like piled on top I don't want to get too close at all I want to like see if I can like insert like some of these pictures just like stuff and they were like underneath this pile of like he looks absolutely obliterated too like yes like oh my gosh it's just so crazy like you you just want like think about what goes through somebody's mind honestly the one thing about true crime that truly like gets my brain going is like I would love to be a fly on the wall in somebody's brain like that just to like truly like understand like what was going through your head and like what was the motive like you see some of these like serial killers that are and I hate to even say like this like they're very good at what they do. They're very meticulous. They clean up and like something like the Zodiac, right? So you have the Zodiac that took years. And even now, even though they've kind of think that they've identified him are still kind of like, it was it him? But at the same time, then you have like these other people that just do really erratic stuff when they kill somebody. Like it's like killed his parents just through like, it almost looked like the room was like ransacked. Exactly. And then you're like telling all these stories at the party and like just doing really like dumb stuff to incriminate yourself. Like it's just, it's weird. Have you ever seen the movie The Cell? No. So it's, I like it. Matt says it freaks him out because like um, it has like Jennifer Lopez in it, but it's about, um, she's like a, I guess she's like a detective. I, I forget what her like actual title is, but she, they're trying to hunt down. Um, they find this serial killer, they catch him or whatever, but they're trying to find his victim. He just had taken a victim. So they know that she's still alive and she has to get inside his brain. And so like, they both go under in this, I don't know what kind of like machine or program it is, but like when she gets inside his head, there's like multiple sessions and it's like really messed up. And so like, sometimes like I think about that, I'm like, I think it's like the best movie because it truly makes you think like, maybe their brains are just like void. Like you go in there and it's just ugly, like nasty stuff. And they're just, that's just how they're programmed, like from birth. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do like a little thing and I'd be like panicking like, oh my God, oh my God. Like this kid like killed his parents and threw a whole party. Like literally like what I stole jelly beans from like the ShopRite candy bin when I was like six. And I stressed about that until I was like 15. Like I was like, I wonder if like I would ever get arrested for that. Like if they would ever call my grandparents up. And my grandma's like, Morgan, you literally did that when you were five and like people literally steal whole bags of jelly beans. She's like, you took like three or four and ate them. Like, and I was like, well, just shows you that I'm, I'm not going to end up in prison one day. So be thankful that I'm stressed yeah. over a couple jelly beans. Yes. I've definitely done the, I got water bottles one time at the store and I put it in the cart like underneath and then you forget about it. So I, I do that all the time. Leaving, I remember leaving and I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, I just stole these. And then look, this is the part. I forget to take them and I just leave them in the cart. Like 
I forgot to unload them out of the bottom and I left them at the store. So I was like, I stole them from the store and left them in their parking lot. Like so Somebody, somebody got free water just, today. Yeah. I was just panicking about like, oh my God, like I need to go take these inside. And then like, it was on to the next thought and I just left them and I just put the cart back and I totally forgot. And I was like, I accidentally stole water bottles, left them. I, I swear. I thought I was going to end up on like some like news here in Delaware because like the one day I was literally buying like I couldn't even try and steal these if I wanted to like these giant boxes of like bulk hangers mm-hmm. and like it was like huge and I'm walking out with like 10 boxes of them and I was scanning them and it's like beeping it's going up so I'm just trying to get through the boxes I didn't realize like two of them didn't scan this guy was ready to like call in freaking SWAT at Walmart he was like he's like we know what you're up to you think this is the first time and I was like this is my first time I'm like I don't know if like you have me mixed up with somebody else but I am not going to jail for like five dollar hangers and like not for nothing like It'd be one thing if I was just like walking out of here with like a plasma it's TV that I rung up for yeah. $5, but like yeah. I'm not going down for hangers. Bro, have your hangers. <laughs> I can't. But yeah. I'm trying to see if I can add these uh, pictures in because I feel like you really need to see these to like understand. Like it looked yes. like a hoarding situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's crazy. I don't even know how to whiteboard. What's a whiteboard? Let's see. We're about to learn today. You're learning with us listeners. There we go. Um, I'm just letting you know your biggest fan just texted me and said, tell Morgan I said hi. Oh my gosh. I literally, so before we started this, I forgot. I wanted to give Nana a shout out. I wanted to like tell everybody about our experience with her. So anyway, so I guess it's it's never too late to start. So Nana, we were going to dedicate this episode to you, but unfortunately I am uh, ADD, so I completely forgot. But this one is for you, Nana, our number one Girlfriend Hour fan. So I hope you listen to this and you hear us give you this shout out like 20 minutes in. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad because I literally was like, don't forget Morgan. I was like, we have to give Nana a shout out. And I also have to let her know that she has a surprise coming to her from the ghoul friend hour. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah. So uh, Nana, number one ghoul friend hour fan, you are going to be getting um, a little prize, a little goodie in your mailbox soon. So I hope you love it, but literally cannot wait. All right, so I don't one. know how to do this whiteboard. I'm like, I'm giving up on it. I thought I'd be able to like click and drag. I'm like, uh, I don't even know. Like, oh, wait, here, presenting. Maybe I got it. Oh, let me see if this. This looks so good. Can you see it? Yeah, it looks like you're making like a graph. Okay, well. Maybe whiteboard. I don't know if whiteboard's like the 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 application that I need. For everyone listening right now, Morgan has these uh looks like a bullet journal and has all the dots across. We're trying to add some pictures to it. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. You're listening and you're like, what are these two doing? We're we're trying to figure out how to be like super kick-ass podcast hosts here so that you have like imagery and audio. Um yeah, I don't know. It's asking me for like presentation. Oh, okay. What is this? I just made a box. 
I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm absolutely clueless. All right. Well, so that this was not for nothing, um, I'm going to draw you guys a smiley face because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm going to put insert picture here. Oh, gosh. And apparently I can't write either. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're going to just anyways, Rachel. Unhinged evening. Pretty much. This is pretty much how it goes every single time. Yeah, yeah it's great. So, yeah, our last couple ones have been amazing. So they have been good. They have been good. But um, so getting back to Tyler Hadley. Um, yeah. so yeah, so kind of like what we were talking about is I just wanted to show you guys like the weird like ransack situation that he covered his parents with. Um, and I didn't understand how bad it was until I saw this one picture because in like certain angles, it doesn't look super bad. So then I saw this other picture and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he, he literally threw everything that was either in the attic or in his parents' room, like on top of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like, he was so like, I don't know, different ways that people like kill people, like a hammer, like you like did that with a hammer to your own parents yeah like that is like some it's just terrible like I don't know I just don't I think that that's like it's one thing like I think people who can like who can shoot somebody like that's a much easier way like in my opinion to kill someone because it's like I feel like a coward can do that like Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to hold a gun and pull the trigger like that's scary as is but to take a hammer or like like that to me like that I feel like that just signifies like rage like there's got to be some kind of anger behind that because like I mean that's personal and that's like gruesome and like I don't know I just yeah it literally says that he took like his parents cell phones to like hide them so that they couldn't like call for help or anything uh I know and that um, also took um, ecstasy pills, and before he did it, he looks messed up in that picture yes. with the red solo cup. I was yeah. like, he's got to be on something because you could see his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this was like a mental break plus drug induced kind of episode. Yeah, and his, I guess, apparently, like one of his, I don't know if it was his best friend, but somebody that he had known from childhood. Um, last name was Mandel. He basically said that um, this was the guy that he confessed to about killing his parents mm-hmm. um and he initially had thought that like he was joking and it was kind of like haha yeah okay because the other kid had made a joke and he's like yeah whatever um and then when hadley like said to him he said no like i'm for real he's like look at like both their cars are in the driveway and that's when like this mandel guy was like what like and he started to think like okay maybe it's true and then he was the one that like made like made his way up to the master bedroom and he saw like blood near a computer desk he saw it outside the bedroom door um and then when he opened the door that's when he saw his parents like dead on the floor in a pool of blood and so like i cool. it's just like he he had told another friend like weeks prior to this that he wanted to kill his parents why would like and as a friend like and have a big party afterwards this is the quote wanted to kill his parents and have a big party afterwards 
I just I just feel like I don't know maybe I'm just like this is probably why I have like minimal friends because I am the fr- I'm not a yes man like if you tell me some shit like that I'm gonna be like okay first off I'm calling authorities second off like like I will be the friend that'll help you hide the body but it has to be like reasonable circumstance okay yeah. like and so law like, enforcement if you're listening to this this, this is purely yeah. podcast talk this like locker room yes. talk please don't take this seriously yeah so, like, the friends, like, weren't sure. Like, he was telling people this, but they also didn't believe him. And he said he spent, like, three hours cleaning up the crime scene. And I was like, that, you cleaned? I was like, boy cleaning. You just covered it up? Like. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, like, a dog? Like, you just, like, take a shit and then throw dirt on it? Like, that's essentially yep. what he did. He just, like. Yep. And he had been um, arrested a couple months prior with aggravated battery. So this was like his, not his first like criminal offense. So. That's just terrible. And he had, he was in a week of jail and then two weeks of house arrest. And so that was like less than a month before this happened. And what's crazy to me is that Mandel guy, like he didn't, he didn't leave the party like immediately afterwards. Which, like, I think is, like, super crazy because, like, I mean, if I, I don't know that I wouldn't be able to make a scene. Like, if I went upstairs, saw my, like, best friend's parents, like, dead, like, I would be, like, everybody get the F out, call 911, like, how do you, how do you just, like, turn around, close the door and be, like, well, I'm gonna hang out here for a little bit and... Maybe like shock. I mean, everybody handles shock differently, but there was a quote and he said, if you were in my shoes and that guy was your best friend, you wouldn't want to leave right away. I know how heinous and sick this is. You know what he did. And I knew it was going to be the last time I ever saw him. I mean, that's a ride or die friend right there. Like, I don't understand like that. There was no fight or flight there. He just kind of like. No. So that, that same friend was like, he thought the murders were prompted by um, Tyler's mom, like taking away his phone and like over-disciplining him because, you know, he had come home drunk again and, you know, it was just too much for him. Plus all of these arrests and there was a stay at a mental health facility, plus his week in jail, plus his house, like all of these things were just like spiraling out of control. And like you said, it wasn't the first, like he confessed, he had said, even from as young as 10 years old, multiple times confessing to multiple friends, like that he wanted to kill both his parents. And like, there was one, um, there was Mark Andrews, which is one, um, Hadley, Mark Andrews, marky phillips and there was another one but basically like these were all the people that he confessed to at some point like i hate my parents he has all this anger towards them and just frequently kept saying how he wanted to kill them and it's like i feel like if somebody like it's one thing if you get pissed your parents like oh i freaking hate them like blah 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 blah. but like if if he's saying this multiple times like when when, are like, we when was somebody like, going to kind of be like, hey, check in with this? Yeah, like maybe we should mention to his parents like he needs a psychiatrist or 
I don't know. Like. Yeah. So 2014, he was convicted of two counts of first degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, And I'm pretty sure it said he was sentenced to two life terms. He, the only reason he avoided the death penalty was because he was under 18 when he committed the crimes. Oh, dang. What's crazy too is like, so kind of going history wise on like, because people are always like, what's the why? Like Mm -hmm. why, you know, what was his motive? And so obviously, like we said, if you're going to bludgeon somebody with a hammer, I mean, that's a lot of anger and resentment and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, But it also was revealed that that might not have only been that might not have been the only thing that was the issue because apparently he had told several several friends um including this mandel guy who's been around for years um that he was physically abused by his father which i mean if you kind of dissect things to his friends that like that wasn't like his dad oh i didn't see that that's crazy So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, like, I can understand, like, I, like, I know, like, we grew up with, like, spankings and stuff like that, but I do think hitting can definitely cause some, like, festering. Like, I think that, like, when there's physical, like, children, especially, like, if he was younger, they probably don't know how to, like, process that. So, like, that continuous hitting, and especially if he was physically abusive, I mean, that's just like the perfect recipe to create like a boil over. And I mean, he may have acted out on just strict anger and like you said, maybe been on drugs, but that's, I don't know. And, and this Mandel guy keeps coming to bat for him, which I think is like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, I mean, he probably knew some stuff, but at the same time, like there's, I feel like there's routes you can go like before there's definitely steps before like bludgeoning your parents to death and That's like last, last on the list there yeah like i just i don't know like the fact that he like this mandel guy basically said that he thought the murders were prompted by the fact that like hadley's parents was like over disciplining him and it's like Maybe he needed, like, discipline, but, like, then again, if it was physical abuse, there's a difference. So, like, I just would be, like, confused. Confused. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm telling you, my brain's on vacation. Um, I would be intrigued, is what I meant to say, to see what truly transpired. And, like, I wish sometimes I could be, like, I could have a bird's eye view on some of these murder cases and see all like the turning parts and like what led to what, like, was it truly just senseless or was this something that was aggravated over time until it bubbled up and then blew over? I think that's probably definitely what it was. It makes me mad though, that he never like had a motive, like that he never revealed anything. Cause I feel like, at least, like, some some of these serial killers and stuff, they give us something. And there was um, a psychiatrist at his case um, who says that, you know, 
he was, Tyler was operating on some kind of like delusion of a severe mental illness caused by depression and worsening by obsessive thoughts of killing his parents and himself. Yikes. Yeah. I, I know that like he was what resentenced and it was like in October of 2018. Um, and he had said something to the extent of like, he like, was resentful for like what he did and apologized to like his family for killing his parents and i'm like kind of like watching some of the like the video clips from the courtroom at his resentencing i'm like damn like like you just like took your whole life away like and like your family that that's got to be such a conflicting feeling like this is somebody like I always try and like put myself in their shoes and I'm like when I think about like my godchildren my nieces nephews I love them unconditionally like I don't think that there's anything they could do to like truly like make me disown them and it's like the amount of like conflicted feelings his family must feel like Mm -hmm. you just took away like somebody's daughter somebody's son brother sister you know and you're still like their grandson their nephew and it's like how do you deal with that and what was also interesting too is that he had um an antidepressant in his system like he had been taking that um, and they were talking about that that could have revved up his obsessive and homicidal thoughts that could have like destroyed him for the couple months before it had happened some of those meds i mean they have really adverse like effects but i feel like if that's the case his psychiatrist needs to be like evaluated and like plus licenses need to be yeah plus his you know alcohol and you know drug use too probably wasn't you're not supposed to drink on that for sure yeah yeah i just um Another thing that I thought was strange was that when he was at the the resentencing um, in 2018, he never once, um, it was reported that he never once faced his father's relatives, hmm. that he apologized and expressed sorrow for killing his parents. And like his father's relatives were seated like feet away from him and he never once like made eye contact with them or faced them. Um, and he in a statement like he said words cannot explain the amount of remorse and sorrow over my actions um that have affected so many people and he said but most of all my family who i still care about greatly um it's uh, that's terrible yeah and I he's what a mix of like things going on in his head plus all of the you know prior stuff that he did about you know he admitted to stealing money from his parents all the time and that, you know, he committed burglary as long as young as 13 years old and robbing people and his friends and he was armed with a weapon. So um, just a lot of like crime stuff happening in his past too, even when he was younger, like 13 years old. Good God. It makes you think like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like it's like, was he just born with like this chemical imbalance and he just had a really just that was just the the hand of cards that life dealt him and was like you know some people i feel like they just fall into that or like was he made like that by like family issues 
That's crazy for so somebody so young to have that like kind of record in history. And the one thing I did want to read um, was another uh, statement that he had made. So I guess like, and mind you, this is um, again from the resentencing and he wrote a, a whole letter for his family. So one of his closing statements was, I still don't understand myself and the reasons for my atrocious actions. I really don't know. He said, contrary to what anyone else may tell you, I'm telling you the truth for me to try and explain would be like making excuses. And there is no excuse. What I can tell you is how sorry I am, how I wish it never happened. And I'm sorry to my brother, my grandparents and the rest of my family and my parents, friends. He said, I'm sorry. I took them away from you. Hmm. dang i like reading um like the health experts on like the defense um because they did say um i'm gonna read a couple of like excerpts from the uh the health experts at the resentencing because they had said um never i've never seen anything like this in my all of my 30 years of practice a psychiatrist testified at tyler hadley's resentencing wednesday and referred to the 17 year old killer's lack of violent history which i didn't understand that part because i'm like he does have a criminal history and he did have weapons i mean i would consider that violent i mean i guess it's in the eye of the beholder nothing to like this extreme like you know he did some robbing he did some vandalism he did you know those kind of things but nothing yeah. to the of like hurting a human being yeah and um they basically said it's not ex unexpected that hadley had lied to mental health experts after his arrest including faking symptoms of a psychosis and claiming he heard voices. Uh, Harvard Medical School professor Eugene Bearson said, testifying for the defense. Um, he said, under the influence of depression, low self-esteem, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, substance misuse, medications being taken, Bearson said that there were many reasons why a teenager would misrepresent the truth to stay out of trouble. Um and they just keep going back to the fact that the murders were a complete outlier because he had no record of violent behavior, which, again, like I said, I, I don't necessarily know that I agree with that because it's not that he had no record of violence because he was violent mm -hmm. and he had said many like violent statements, but he had never maybe physically attacked or killed anybody prior. Um and what, what what I thought was interesting, too, is one of the professionals said that I have never seen or heard of a murderer without a prior history of violent behavior. And records show that Tyler was liked by his peers, liked by students, that he was never violent. He had no history at all of violence, Barrison testified. That was so striking to me because I would have expected in an individual who committed such a horrible crime that there would be a pattern of violent behavior. Um. I mean, how do you feel about that statement? Mm. I've just like, it's hard because I, seeing all his past histories and things like that, it's just like, when they talk about serial killers, how it's like, it starts with animals, it starts with fires, it starts with, you know, all those types of things, where it's just like, hey, he started with burglary, and then he started with assault and vandalism, and like, kind of went to that extreme, yeah. where I don't think he was completely right in his head obviously had some issues going on they were obviously trying to fix that with these antidepressants I don't know if that had some kind of 
reverse on him since he was, you know, doing drugs and alcohol and, you know, mixing all that together. Um, if that just threw him out of whack, but I just feel like there's, he has no remorse for this and he did it. And obviously he did it, but that there's, he threw a party, he killed his parents and then threw a party. I like, I think there was a lot right going on with him. No. And I just think that like, what bothers me the most about that statement is that I don't think like maybe this is just a psychiatrist who has not seen a lot of murder but I mean if you truly if you're somebody that watches true crime you're something that like somebody that follows this there's so many different ways to create a killer Mm -hmm. and I think that there's people who are like born just detached like generalized psychopaths there are people who either have detachment disorder maybe didn't bond with a parent whatever you want to name it but there are people who just have moments of temporary insanity where like they reach a point like a boiling point of like I can't take this anymore and if they're already in a fragile mental state and they just snap like that's very possible too like somebody doesn't need to necessarily have a history of violence in order to commit like a heinous crime like this like I think that there are just genuinely some people out there that they just hit their boiling point and they're like they just pop off yeah and it said too that like he was considering different ways too so it's not like it was like a meditated like oh god I'm doing this right now he was like oh you know I thought about like an axe and kitchen scissors and you know doing all this stuff but I don't think it was just like a blackout like you know those people that um I just think of the ones that are like they're on some kind of like sleeping medication oh um, yeah and they end up like killing somebody and then they they come to and they're like what the heck literally and that's that'll be a fun one to talk about because that actually happens more than people realize sleeping medications are scary I just think medications if you're not familiar with them like as somebody who like goes to therapy and is on medications, I can safely say that like a good psychiatrist will have a handle on what you're taking, what you're doing, what your symptoms are. And I truthfully feel like if he was seeing, cause he had to have been seeing a psychiatrist if he was on a depression med, unless he was getting it off the streets. Yeah. But if he was getting it through a psychiatrist, why isn't that psychiatrist like being held accountable? Because I mean- if he has a history of like misuse and things like that, that should have been tightened down on. And then like, well, I mean, I don't know how this works in sense of like, can you really deprive somebody of um, medications for mental illness if you they have a history of misusing? Like, I don't know what the, the guidelines are for that. Like, can you technically say, no, I can't give these to you because we know that you misuse or I, I'm not really sure, like, but no, I don't do drugs or alcohol. Yeah. And I feel like though, like 17 years old. Yeah. Like, I feel like a parent though, being that he's underage, like there's definitely ways that like, like my psychiatrist, like she grills me, like, she's like, what are your symptoms? What are like, you know, have mm-hmm. you had this and da, 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 and like, you know, won't like let other people be in the room with me. And if they do, like, there's this, there's just like, protocols and to everything and it's very like thorough and strict and so I guess my mind just goes to like where's his psychiatrist and all this because I would like to hear like his or her side of things and like what went wrong and like why was he able to take these meds improperly and it wasn't like um monitored 
Yeah. Because like you really can go wrong with that kind of stuff. Hallucinations. I mean, you name it. Because I think that it said that he wasn't on them very long, probably like a month prior. Mm hmm. And to kind of like, um, did you have anything on like where he was like nowadays? What? Like in prison? Yeah. <laughs> Like what he's doing. I have I have a little spiel on in case our listeners want to know what uh Tyler Hadley is up to these days. Besides serving two life sentences. <laughs> well, okay, so I, okay, I'm gonna use that as a segue. So actually, um, not that I'm happy about this, but like uh basically they said that um I'll read the one little part before I get into that, but they basically said that he, they thought it was very weird. Um, this is what this Harvard psychiatrist said. They thought it was very weird even more because Hadley apparently had a very strong attachment to his parents, especially his mother. Um, and they were so confused as to like why he would kill them, especially being as close with his mother. So um, that kind of was like a little bit weird, but coming back to this resentencing so he's now 24 years old um he's facing only a minimum of 40 years in prison so like he literally would get out when he's like 64 um so still relatively did i do the math on that right yeah 64 so um for murdering two people like and he'll be out like young enough that he still could have like life to live um and the reason that i wanted to kind of read some of these statements and stuff from these like healthcare um clinicians and psychiatrists is because they are hell-bent on proving to the court system that he can be rehabilitated and put back into society um and they basically, after his appeal, threw out his 2014 life sentence that he was given, and um, they ordered that he be resentenced. So now he's only facing a minimum of 40 years. Um, and kind of a little bit of the stuff that they had provided, they said evidence of maturity um, was that in seven years since the murders had happened, um, that they believe he's grown up more, he's more self-aware, he's improved himself in prison, um, including getting a GED, teaching other inmates, um, and he's not showing signs of depression or anxiety that he had during his teen years. Um, he knew how to stay out of the gangs and out of the faces of other inmates who could cause him harm. Um, so according to Bearson, he said that this is major evidence of maturity and thinks that this is um, a big piece of why he can be rehabilitated. Um, and he said, although he can't predict who Hadley will be decades from now, um, he is showing the ability to keep his composure and adjust to his environment. Little sketchy, little... Uh, the Christian, the Christian in me is like, show him some grace, and maybe you know. But then the other part of me is like, I watch too much of this, and once a snake, always a snake. Like if you do it once, you might do it twice. So that once is enough for me. So I just saw that his um, brother also is trying to make sure that he doesn't receive any inheritance from his parents' estate and oh. from their four hundred one k. So it says that a person who intentionally and unlawfully kills another person is not entitled to reap the benefits of the unlawful and unintentional deaths. Um, so he'll be disqualified from receiving life insurance policy benefits payments, all of this other stuff. Um, so his his older brother's trying to make sure that he doesn't receive anything. 
I mean, I can't blame him. Yeah. I can't blame him. This poor kid. He's probably I been just through don't so much. What, what insurance person would be like, you know what? You killed them. Here's some money. Like you're entitled to it, but his brother's making sure that um, that doesn't happen. Oh my gosh. I felt really bad um, when I was reading about like all the cross-examination stuff that was happening and his poor grandmother. Mm-hmm. She's 91 91 years old and she has to sit through this cross-examination and they said that she like left like before the lunch break um and she was upset and she was shaking and was really troubled by how vigorously they had to examine um Hadley because again he's being cross-examined re-examined to be resentenced and to to be rehabilitated and I think that his family is probably super worried that this is not the move um and so of course they have to run through pictures descriptions his -hmm. account of things and I'm like that has got to be so traumatizing to have to sit through that and like listen Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine like the kids too that were at that party like oh my god started to find out like like hey is this legit or not and they're just like some of them are leaving some of them are staying so it's just like finding out like oh yeah that was true and I was there and it said there were about 60 people there damn that's a big party mm-hmm. oh my gosh I I like it just gets worse and worse it's worse, but I think it's about to get worser. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. It talked about how this was kind of like in that trend of like teen crimes, like starting to see that like increase of teen crimes. And I just like, I see these about like, there was one on TikTok I saw a while ago and the the boy had like stabbed his girlfriend and like left her in the woods and then continued to like help the police like this was like they, a why do they always do that like you kill you kill somebody and then you're helping the police look for them like first off that should be a red flag for police right there like if they offer they're like oh i'll help you look i would be like suspect yeah. and so what it happened know. too was you know they lived in this this neighborhood this community and every single person was able to piece together from there are cameras everywhere these days people have cameras everywhere piece together him going and him coming back yeah. So like he was so in trouble by, you know, in the community, I'll have to find it and send it to you. But that one was just like, he had, he had stabbed her like uh, over a hundred times. Like I remember Again, watching, that's another one, like watching anger. sister, she did this um at, at the sentencing or whatever. She had this jar and she had all these, these rocks and she's putting them, she's counting 116, I think it was rocks. And she was like, that's how many times this is like a physical representation of how many times you did this to my sister. And like, it was just like silent in there. That's like a mic drop moment. I mean, yeah. I that's like honestly, that's brilliant that she did that because I think that like she it's took one her thing time to, to hear put it. all these all these rocks in this thing and like good for her. I'll have to find it, but it was just like just insane like a young kid young kid we I think we had something like that happen in Delaware not too long ago there was like there was a girl that went missing and like they ended up finding her and she was dead in the woods and like her boyfriend and then like 
a friend, a mutual friend of theirs, like killed her. Like they all went to hang out and like they went to the woods or something. I have to look up that story because I thought that was another like really interesting one. I felt terrible because I'm like, she was young. Like we're talking like 14. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, those are always like the serious ones is like the kids that like meet up with each other and they're like oh we're gonna like kill this friend like those slender man people yes yep it's i just don't understand like as a young i just want to know what's changing them that's what i want to know like people are like oh it's video games it's this it's that and it's like i want to know what the real reason is like why are these groups of kids thinking that like murder is like and like so desensitized to it yeah this isn't like 300 years ago like you're gonna get caught we got more technology nowadays yeah yeah like i don't even understand and like chances are between ai and whatever else we have like they have your face they have your fingerprint they probably have your dna like they have everything on you so all it's gonna take is one stupid move and don't drop the soap dude don't drop the soap because it's gonna be a long prison sentence Mm -hmm. I cannot. People are wild. Well, I do have like one small update that I will say. So apparently um, after the resentencing, resentencing, he, um, they basically recharged him with uh, two life sentences. Mm -hmm. So he was not going to get out of it that fast. I guess they didn't prove well enough that he could be rehabilitated um and it seems like probably the family has not forgiven him yet which is to be expected um but but i guess the the father's relatives made a statement and just said basically we hope we never have to do this again we're happy with the judge's decision it was the right decision to make and as far as we're concerned the only decision um we're very pleased that it's done and we feel like we've gone to another funeral today that's really sad i wanted to just add that in as we kind of wrap up our episode um so that people kind of have an answer as to what's going on with Mr. Hadley. Um, because I was kind of thrown off at the fact that there could be a chance that he would get out when he was 64. And I was like, mm, I'm not satisfied with that. More punishment. But <laughs> now he has two life sentences. I know I probably sound terrible for saying that, but I'm like, you know what? Like you bludgeoned your parents, dude. Exactly. There's there. It's Something's not connected upstairs. Like, honestly, Rachel, ask us, ask us, listeners, ask us how many times we've been to jail. Zero. How many t- <laughs> 25, but it wasn't my fault, okay? No, I'm just kidding. I have never been to jail. So neither of us have gone to jail nope. zero times. And ask us how we did that. It's because we follow the law. We don't kill people. Yep. And if we feel like we want to kill somebody, we just like, we envision just quick shanking them in our head and then we move on with our day. We don't actually follow through with the act of killing somebody. So um, just, yeah, just don't, just don't do it. And you won't have any like problems. On TikTok and he's like, chill out, quit murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's that I simple. <laughs> It's literally that simple. Like, just don't do it. Like, I don't understand. Don't just chill out, man. Just chill out. Quit murdering people. Like, hey, you could have been out of the house in like a year or so. Like, 
seriously like it's okay say you got like a little shuffle scuffle with your dad right you push each other around you get mad you go to separate rooms you slam your door and you're not facing two life sentences yeah like that's that's like a a normal family relationship now if there was some like serious stuff going on I can understand like self-defense or something like that but this was a little bit I'd need all the facts I'd need more facts here because this just seemed a little bit too premeditated and a little exactly. bit too unhinged. And especially too, if like he had a good relationship with his mom, like why, why was it her that. too? I don't well, like, like it's sad because his parents were, I think it said in there, like his mom. So if he's 24, like he would have been, um, she would have been 55 at his resentencing. So like she was young. Yeah. I think it's like, and, she like was a that's so sad I know I keep saying that but it's like it just is it's crazy like it's not supposed to it's not supposed to happen like that so just like I said don't do it just don't commit crime okay number one and I guess I mean if you are gonna be a serial killer or a murderer like get like there's there's ways like you know how alcoholics (laughs) can have like mocktails like uh, get a mannequin like stab a mannequin if you really need to like this is not good advice this is not professional advice yeah this is turning into a a lawsuit waiting to happen but like just just save tips for murderers yeah mocktails just create murderous mocktails okay but don't don't do the real thing it's bad for your health okay so that's our (laughs) that's our true crime tuesday advice today okay (laughs) don't murder don't murder and if you have to just fake it fake Fake. murder okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this off before i get sued for for bad advice um this is just strictly for laughs and entertainment i'm gonna put that out there for legal purposes but all right so rachel you're gonna wrap us up with our favorite slogan all right and as always let's Get, Get weird. weird. <laughs> I feel like we gotta like. I'm gonna have to find like a little sound button so we can add a re- a little recording to that a little music. <laughs> All right, everybody. Before we get delusional, I'm gonna say good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>